You're listening to Local Government Insights, a podcast for state and local governments. If you're looking to optimize operations, improve services for your constituents, and maximize revenue without raising taxes, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Local Government Insights podcast, Modernizing Government Leadership, your source and insight for local government technology. My name is Brennan Middleton, and today we're going to be speaking to the CEO of Avenue Insights and Analytics, Paul Colangelo, about how local governments can navigate budget shortfalls amidst the COVID-19 pandemic that's affecting uh, all of us, as we all know. So, Paul, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Brennan, thank you. Great to be here today. Thanks for the time. So for those that are listening, Paul Colangelo is the CEO of Avenue Insights and Analytics and has worked for more than 20 years with local governments. Paul has a wealth of experience and knowledge when it comes to these types of topics, so I'm super excited to hear what he has to say for us around budget shortfalls and connecting that to the COVID-19 pandemic specifically. So, Paul, before we get started, would you mind just taking you know just a short, quick minute to just tell us a little more about yourself, experience in the industry, and kind of explain, explain your role at Avenue? Sure, Brennan, be happy to. So over the last, you know, 20 plus years, I've spent uh, uh, working with uh, state and local governments from all across the country, um, you know, from all all uh, all different um, types of entities from, you know, courthouses to law enforcement to working with the finance directors of local departments, you know, innovating, you know, progressive types of solutions that help them continue to automate, you know, workflows and, and capture and analyze the appropriate data needed to enhance the job that they're doing for their constituents and constituents within a local community. Fantastic. All right. So we're talking about how governments can navigate budget shortfalls today. Um, you know, Paul, we know across the country, cities, counties and states have experienced massive budget cuts and shortfalls uh, uh, due to the COVID-19 unpredicted pandemic. However, the good news is that many cities may have access to untapped revenue that could actually help their local government offset some of these anticipated and realized budget shortfalls related to this economic downturn. I'm interested to hear your perspective on what are some of the common overlooked or untapped revenue sources that governments can turn to? Yeah, no, great, Brennan. I think a couple things. First is, you know, we still haven't seen the the, the shortfalls in, in budgets across the country in many jurisdictions. Many jurisdictions today, as I've spoken with local leaders across the country, are still operating um, with reserves uh, through 2021. I think you're going to start to see the shortfalls in many of these jurisdictions continue to spike dramatically in 2021 and 2022. And as a result of that, it's forcing, you know, government leaders to get more creative and innovative around how they do business and how they engage and interact with their local uh, citizens. Um, in many cases, automation, in many cases, um, um, you know, Zoom calls, in many cases, um, it's, it's, it's going to be about the, the engagement rather than either the, the physical presence and walking into a local uh, administration office and, and paying your local, uh, you know, you know, tax permit or your your building permit. Uh, the reality is, is it's forcing them to step back, look very strategically at their strategic plan, understand what money they have in the general fund, understand how they can spend the general fund to continue to, you know, really um, evolve their their local business model. And and that's what it's forced local governments to do all across the country. I see that whether it's a smaller jurisdiction or a larger jurisdiction, they have the same challenges. Um, that everybody does, which is how do I preserve, collect, 
manage our, our incoming revenue sources uh, while maintaining continuity with the, with the citizens. Fantastic. So, Paul, I know you and I, in some of our pre-interview, kind of talking about this topic, you had mentioned one of the main areas is due to like social mandates, social distancing mandates, that lots of governments are seeing businesses close down. And we're yet to know whether new businesses will come in in those places or they'll reopen. And as we these restrictions get lifted, obviously the businesses are going to come back at some point, whether it's the same business or a new business And as, you know, our economy comes out. Like, I'm curious to learn more about, and you talked about in that discussion, like, you know, government should take a hard look at their business community and understanding if they are collecting all of the right tax revenue that they assume they were collecting before, but now new businesses are coming in and out, contractors are coming in and out. They need to take a hard look at that. So I want to get your perspective, like, what is conducting like a business discovery review look like? Yeah. So it, it's, 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 it can be pretty complex based on the resources of a local jurisdiction and the size of the jurisdiction. So many of these organizations need to take a step back and really try to understand who their customer is as a local, as a local government. You know, what businesses are still operating, what businesses are still thriving, you know, what businesses are still driving the appropriate sales tax revenues month over month, quarter over quarter, that fuels a, a, a large part of the revenue stream for a uh, particular jurisdiction and there are there are there are technologies and there's there's processes that can be implemented to help you understand who that business customer is in a local jurisdiction today and really try to understand um you know is there unfound revenue there that is needed to be had for a particular local government and so there's tools and technologies around helping you understand that fantastic so uh, as we sh shift gears here just for a minute, we know obviously budgets are being impacted. You mentioned, you know, drawing upon the reserves. Reserves may or may not run out at any point in time in the near future, and we need to understand what that looks like. We're seeing declines in sales tax across the board. Urban exodus due to remote work environments, huge. People are leaving large cities to go work as a remote employee in less taxed cities, and those cities are going to be impacted that the, the exodus is happening to. You know, we've seen steep declines in tourism and many others. Like, what is your advice and what is Avenue's, you know, consultative advice to local governments on really how to be prepared for these budget shortfalls as we recover? And then a second part to that would be, how do you think governments should prepare for future crisis? Like, what have we learned? Sure, sure. So I think, first of all, I mean, obviously, as you look at the, the data across the country, there are organizations that are becoming a lot more remote. Um, in terms of how they operate. And I think jurisdictions are going to look at things themselves and say, do I need, you know, 14 building structures to house my employees to do the jobs that we're doing? So they're going to look at the, the fundamental fixed costs that they have in their organization and really try to understand how do I continue to evolve to meet the emerging need um, of a local community. We also know in most local communities and local governments, you know, there are other challenges around, you know, succession planning. You know, the the workforce continues to get older. You know, very right. um, specific skill skill sets become to get even rarer. And so the ability for even a local government to become even more global, if you will, will become very paramount in terms of how they operate. Uh, and get the best talent to deliver to their local um, citizens in a community. So their borders are going to get stretched in terms of talent pool and how they operate um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Fantastic. And you mentioned it right there, and I want to dive into one of those points you mentioned. You talked about automation. 
Can you expand upon that just a bit? And, you know, as we're seeing lots of companies automate processes, you know, hundreds of companies have gone to remote work environment overnight into perpetuity. Like what does automation look like in terms of government operations and how do they tap into automation to supplement some of these 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 declines that we're seeing? Yeah, obviously, we're living in a massive digital transformation today. Um, as it relates to local and state governments. Uh, it really doesn't matter whether you're a small jurisdiction or a larger jurisdiction, at some function, at some level, you've got a digital transformation challenge or opportunity to continue enhance, again, how you engage with, with the citizens. And, you know, I like to tell the classic story, you know, um, around building permits. I mean, you know, you can go and apply for a building permit today, you can send in your measurements, you can send in your, your drawings, you can fill out the application, and you can actually apply for it online. I mean, many jurisdictions are embracing that, right? Um, what is also happening too, on the flip side of that is building inspectors. They're now not having to walk through your house giving the COVID pandemic. You're walking through with video technology and you're walking them through your basement and you're showing them that you have the fire blocking up appropriately and you have the, the, you know, the, the walls in appropriately and you're meeting the specific codes required. And that's being done all in a, in a, in a from a, from a, um, COVID social distance way, leveraging just video technology. So everything from the front end of it, of applying online and getting your permit, all the way to the back end inspection side of it, where people aren't necessarily physically having to come in your house when you're finishing off your basement and having to walk the floor to see what's going on, right? So we're using video technology to help do that too. And I see organizations across the country adapting to that. Now, I think in many cases, it's slow to embrace that for many many folks because there's a technology overhaul, there's a system overhaul that has to happen. In many cases, it's a, it's a training requirement for folks that are in that business. But I see that basic example, you know, uh, happening all across, you know, the U.S. And, and you can name, you know, a handful of other, um, you know, licensing types and permitting types of applications that I think still will, will focus on digital transformation and automation to enhance the efficiency of, of a local organization. Wonderful. Well, Paul, we, we've covered a lot today in such a short period of time, and I know your time is super valuable, and I can't appreciate you uh, enough for taking the time out of this. Can we just kind of wrap it up today just by giving our listeners some key takeaways? Like we've got lots of listeners to this show that are engaging. They're asking questions. We're building future episodes off of the engage, engagement that we're seeing. Like what are some of the, the key takeaways that you have? Um I think what's most important is you have to have a you have to have a risk management plan in place. You have to plan. You have to engage with your citizens. You need to do the market research. You need to understand how they interact and transact with you on a day-to-day -day basis. Then you need to understand the underlying technology and applications that can help you get there. Um, and you have to map that all out. And you, I think you have to understand that this is a this is a, an evolutionary process, not a revolutionary process. And it's going to take you time to ultimately get there. But most importantly, I think you have to listen to your customers and here are your citizens and really understand how that engagement happens. Um, you know, we live in a world where we don't even go to banks anymore um, and we, we transact and we deposit money, you know, online through our iPhones, right? That same simple technology can be applied to workflow and processes that are being dealt with at local government levels and county levels all across the country. Wonderful. Well, Paul, again, Thank you for sharing your insight and expertise with us. Um, it's been an honor to have you on the show. 
it's it's great to hear uh, about the ways that governments can consider navigating these types of budget shortfalls and potential other sources and ways to identify revenue um, to help mitigate against that. So can't thank our listeners enough for, for joining us today on the Local Government Insights podcast. For those listening in, uh, make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more local government news and insights to come. We look forward to having you next time. Great, Brandon. Thanks for having me today. You've been listening to Local Government Insights, modernizing government leadership. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.